You're listening to Likely Story on Sunrise Robot. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net slash support. Welcome to episode 39. I hope you're not tired out from the Olympics because uh, we have a lot to talk about. Yep, we're totally going to talk about the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Olympics. The Olympics must be talked about. Well, they have to be. I mean, yeah. they're the Olympics. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they've officially concluded, so, you know. They did. We wanted did. to give the whole thing a shot, and we'll talk about it in just a few minutes. Sounds good. Uh, what else is going on? What's new? Uh, so, well, I'm going to Sweden tomorrow. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And I, so, I mean, that's not really actually relevant to the story that I'm going to tell, but it just adds like that nice little layer of, oh, this is also happening. (laughs) Um, Okay. So on Friday night, I was on a call for work. Um, well past normal work ending time. And I also happened to be going to a concert at Red Rocks. Um, So I was trying to get ready while on the call because it was running so long um, and friends of mine were waiting for me. Mm -hmm. So I started getting concert ready, which basically means (laughs) I don't take (laughs) anything in with me except for what can be carried in pockets. Um, Oh, fascinating. Yeah, I don't take a purse or anything like that because I don't want it looked through and I don't want to carry it. Okay, okay. Um, And so I took out my debit card and my ID. I threw them in my back pocket. I'm walking around, like clearing off my desk, getting ready to leave for the weekend while this call is going on. (laughs) This is making me super nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then I uh, go to the bathroom. Yes, I was on a call. Whatever. Everyone does it. I wasn't an active participant at that point in the call. And I come back and um, I decide that I'm just going to leave while still on this call. Um, And then I'll just finish it up with my friends in the car so that I'm not holding them up any longer. And I reach into my back pocket and my ID and my debit card are gone. (laughs) and i'm Uh, like okay uh (laughs) they couldn't have gone far like i haven't left this office space yeah and so i look around my desk i can't find them i look all around i had shut all the windows so i looked like the whole path of shutting windows (laughs) they weren't there and the other thing is, is that I don't have a problem with things falling out of my pockets. Like, that doesn't happen to me. So okay. this was very bizarre. So I didn't understand how it happened. Um, and then I was like, well, I did go to the bathroom. Maybe they fell out there. Uh-huh. So I go to the bathroom. I look all around. Like, all around. I see nothing. And I'm oh like, did God. I? Did they, like, <laughs> fall in the toilet and I flushed them down the toilet? Like, is that even a possibility? Like, is that even a thing that could happen? I well, they they were nowhere to be found, Shelby. Nowhere. Oh my gosh! I looked everywhere. I opened back up my wallet. I mean, everywhere. I like searched other pockets in my jeans. Like they were nowhere to be found. Um, and I had my credit card on me, so it wasn't like I was moneyless. I just was debit cardless and IDless, which meant if I got ID'd anywhere, I couldn't have a beer, which was not the end of the world, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I leave because. I, I mean, what else can I do? I've looked everywhere, and I just kind of assumed that I must have flushed them down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Which doesn't seem like a likely scenario either, because, and this may be TMI, but, like, when you get up to flush, like, you, you look, like... You turn to flush the toilet, and I feel like two, yeah. like, plastic cards floating in the toilet would have caught my attention. I would um, hope so. But they didn't. Um, and so I just went on with my night. I decided <laughs> to wait to cancel my debit card because I thought maybe there would be some miracle and they would just be sitting on my desk when I got back into work on Monday. Sure. Um 
And so I go the weekend without an ID or a debit card. Um, thankfully, there's such things as passports, so I was never too worried about yeah. my trip to Sweden. Um, and I'd planned on using a credit card the whole time over there anyway, just for a number of reasons. Um, and uh, I get into work on Monday, and I proceed to look again, because I'm like, okay, fresh eyes, I'm not on a call anymore, <laughs> maybe I just missed them somewhere, like maybe they're literally sitting under my desk, I don't know, yeah. something crazy. I look all around again, I go back to the bathroom, I look all over the bathroom again, <laughs> nothing. I'm like, oh all right, got to schedule some time into my day to figure out what to do to get a replacement ID and oh, what no. and to cancel my debit card. Yeah. So an hour goes by, and then our new intern, she just started last week, nice. comes back, and I was doing something, so I wasn't. I thought she was just coming to get the key for our back storage room for my desk, because that's usually why people come back to my desk. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, she like holds out these two cards, and I'm like, "What are those?" She was like, "Oh, it's your ID and your debit card." <gasps> I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> You found them? She's like, well, I didn't, but someone else did. And they asked if there's a Polly Kyle in here and said that they found this ID and credit card in uh, the bathroom. And I'm oh like, okay. <laughs> like, so either, so there's two possibilities. One, I'm blind. Sure. Um, two, after I dropped them on Friday, someone went in there, saw them, and picked them up immediately. Yeah. And instead of like trying, because it was late, like I said, it was after working hours. So maybe they just assumed that we were gone. Yeah. And would just hold on to them until Monday and then come down and give them to us on Monday. Um, but yeah, oh my, my ID and my debit card were found unharmed and unflushed. <laughs> Most importantly, unflushed. Unflushed. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was really great. It freed up a lot of time in my day that I, did, I that I really needed. So yeah, um, yeah. So I I appreciate uh, also that you seem to have been like pretty rational about this because <laughs> like that you're like, well, like I'm going to Sweden, but it's fine. I have my passport, and there's not a big, you know, like yeah. Even with the passport, I probably would have been freaking out. Like, what if something happens? I need a backup, and then I need this, and I need a triple backup. And then, do you think my rec center ID will count? That's, like, immediately (laughs) where I would have gone with all of this. Yeah, I just, I just was, I just knew that I had my passport, so I was going to be okay to go to Sweden. (laughs) Um, I didn't really think beyond that. The debit card thing was kind of a bummer, because that's just annoying. Yeah, Um, that's just a total pain. (laughs) Um, but my debit card already is currently not really functioning as a debit card because they sent me the incorrect pin. Oh my yeah, gosh. that's right. I had to cool. get a new card because my card got stolen. Well, not the physical card, but someone bought right. $270 worth of things at Sam's Club. Sure. Um, was not me. Oh, and- I've been meaning to tell you about <laughs> Sam's Club. <laughs> You're a Costco girl. I know it. Yeah, that's um. true. <laughs> guilty Um, and um so they sent me a new card and then like a week later they send you your pin and the pin they sent me was incorrect um that's unfortunate it didn't didn't work it was really annoying because i needed to get cash that day um long story i won't go into it here but i needed (laughs) cash i could not pay with a card okay um and you can't get cash with a debit card that you don't have a pin to um, so I called them and I was like, what's going on? And they're like, you entered the pin wrong. I'm like, no, I did not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. And then they were like, well, we'll just have to send you a new pin. I'm like, so I can't get cash today. And they were oh. like, no. I'm like, that's a real inconvenience. Like this, Yikes. this should be a problem that should be more fixable, but okay. Yeah. I mean, did you just go into your physical bank with, a check and get cash because you can do that no well our physical bank is the closest one is in westminster because we belong to what used to be boulder valley credit union oh so it would have been a hassle but it would have been so i actually went and got stopped at john's 
at DU where mm-hmm. he was taking class and he ran out and gave me his debit card and I just used nice. his debit card to, it was gotcha. a long day of running around. It, <laughs> it was not helpful. Yeah. And that was the day before I was going home for Pennsylvania. So it was a stressful time. Jeez. Yeah. I've been traveling a lot. You have been. Yeah. So we're going to blame this late recording on you. Sure. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Really? It's just the day that worked out. So Yeah. I feel like our listeners, like, it's almost like it'll be an extra special episode because they had to wait for it. I know. That's what I think, too. Yeah. If you disagree, then feel free to let us know on Facebook or Twitter. Yes. Um, I was, oh, what was I going to, oh. In in regards to also this episode being late um, and us figuring out how to do <laughs> remote recordings and stuff, um, I know we've had a couple issues just with like the audio from the mics and the microphones, um, yes. as as the people call them. Yes. And so we are going to upgrade your microphone, Polly, pretty soon. It should be there. When you get back from Sweden. Great. So for the next episode, we should, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We may sound different. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I'm not going to make any promises. (laughs) I was was just about to make all of the sounds that my microphone handles really poorly all in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Just like lots of, lots of laughing, lots of S's, lots of breathing. Some peas. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure everyone is enjoying that on their drive to work right now. <laughs> yup. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, have cool. You been, have you been doing anything? <laughs> uh, no, not really. <laughs> um, I've been going to work and been up at the lake a lot in Michigan. Um, and Mike uh, moves to Columbus this Yay. coming weekend. Woohoo! Um, it's also my birthday. Woohoo! So, yes. Um, so, yeah, I still have some unpacking to do. <laughs> um, I mean, let's all be honest. Like, no one should be surprised by the fact that I'm not totally unpacked. And I just, this is just so funny to me because you and my friend Caitlin, Caitlin took literally months, like months to unpack. Yeah. Um, she had a knee surgery in there, so we'll give her some slack. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it was like a month later that she had her knee surgery. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and then John and I, I mean, there was two of us, so again, we had an added benefit of there being two of us, but that also means two people's stuff. So you you were one person with two people's stuff, so yes. I understand yes. why it would take a while. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But we, we, we did it in a weekend? <laughs> yeah. Well, you also have less just collected items than we do. <laughs> um Okay, Felix is so desperately wanting to, like, interfere with what's happening right now, so I'm, like, playing defense on the desk and the microphone, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I had the best of intentions to, like, really get everything unpacked and set up before Mike got here. I am, I mean, I have a lot done. There's just, like, things that need to go into storage that I have to sort a little bit, and there's a bunch of stuff kind of in the office that's really Mike's stuff that uh. um, it honestly seems pointless. And hopefully, Mike, you're listening. It seems <laughs> pointless for me to unpack because I just don't know which are like which boxes are priority in the space that we have and how he wants things set up. Um, so I've kind of sorted and organized the boxes, and I've put things into closets as best I can. Um, but yeah, I'm going to see what else I can get done this week. I'm trying to not have anything else after work um, and kind of did some meal prep and some chores and stuff tonight so that I could focus on unpacking. But Great. 
you know, you sometimes sometimes the Olympics calls or entire seasons of TV shows, <laughs> which um, I have watched, or like all of my family has visited at least. Like I've I've had a visitor staying with me overnight every week since I've been here. That's pretty impressive. Um, which is awesome, and it's super exciting to get to see people. Yeah. Um, but also, like, there have been some mitigating factors as to why I haven't really been unpacking. <laughs> That's fair. I'll give you a pass. Yeah. Thanks. No also, problem. Also, it's been, like, super hot, and then I just don't want to do anything when I get home from work, but... Yeah. The heat wave broke here today, and it was gorgeous. We had one day of no heat here. Yeah. And it was amazing, and then it became really <laughs> stinking hot again. Gross. But Sweden is in the low 70s the whole time I'm there, so I'll appreciate that. Oh, that will be lovely. It will be. I can't wait to hear about your trip. I'm super excited for you. Thanks. I'm really excited, too. It should be a fun time. It's yeah. a really short trip, so we'll see what it does to my internal clock. <laughs> oh, man. what? When do you get back? Uh, Sunday. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Just a little under a week. Yep, so leave tomorrow morning, get in Wednesday morning, and then leave Sunday morning. Okay. Yep. All right. Well. Should be good. Cool. Cool. <laughs> You'll have to tell us all about it next time. Sounds good. Um, shall we talk about the Olympics? Let's talk about the Olympics. Okay. I'm going to set this up for us a little bit. You do that. One, anyone who has been on social media or the television or talked to other humans in the past two weeks has probably discussed the Olympics. It's on the newspaper, all that's in the newspaper. It's on that page, newspaper. On that newspaper, on this newspaper, pretty much on all of them. Yup. Um. <laughs> Rona agrees. <laughs> she is not even anywhere near the microphone. I would just like to point that out. <laughs> That's really, really amazing. Um, so I realize you've probably heard about all of these things, maybe before, maybe not. I don't know what your life is like, but there was a pretty big, a lot of discussion going on about some of the reporting and women's role in the Olympics and just kind of in countries in general. So we're going to get to that. Um, but to set it up for us a little bit, I'm going to take you back in time to the okay. very the very first Olympics. Of the in, modern era. Of the modern era. Yes. Good call. In the year 1896. Aww. Ah, such a good year. <laughs> <laughs> um, where there were zero, as we could expect, female athletes participating in the Olympic Games. I'm so surprised. Yes. Please, no one should be surprised by that. No. Okay. So now let's jump several, several years to <laughs> 1968. Ah, uh, 1968. Um, another, another classic year. Yep. <laughs> that uh, would get its a podcast all unto itself with many, many episodes just to talk about 1968. But uh -huh. anyway, there were 781 female athletes that year, which seems really awesome. Um, but oh. in context, that was only 14% of the athletes there were female. I retract my woohoo. Yes, exactly. And so now we will jump to the present era of ah. 20... 2016 in Rio. Oh, what a great year. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> another okay. another year for the history books, let's call it. <laughs> um, uh, I have so and many jokes. <laughs> women made up 45% of the athletes this year. So there were 5,198 female athletes um, and Ooh. Olympians, which was 45%. So that's super awesome. Um, we're getting we're getting closer, though. You'll note it has taken a very long time. Um, some countries this year uh, sent more women than men, which was um, really interesting to see. And so that list was actually China, the United States, the Netherlands, New Zealand, and Sweden. Actually, 
um, uh, yeah, had more women than men. So just cool. kind of context for just in general, the participation. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, and then in the show notes, we're going to include this really cool interactive graphic mm-hmm. um, that shows these numbers. Um, it's a very with- fancy tableau. Yes, it's very fancy. Um, <laughs> so we're going to put that in the show notes so you can check it out and play around with it and see how women's interaction or interaction uh, involvement in the Olympics has changed over time. Yeah, and that's the likely story. No, sunriserobot.net <laughs> slash likely story slash 39. Yeah, we're not that cool. Yeah. It was a quiz, you know, a test to see if yeah. I even knew where my show notes were. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. Um, so then, yeah. And then, well, so <laughs> it seems like we're progressing and things are going really, really great. Uh-huh. Um, however, we have seen just kind of an absurd level of sexist news coverage on the Olympics. Legit Whether- absurd. Like, whether it's the commentators for the sports or if it's in newspaper headlines, everywhere was just, it was just nuts. It was crazy. Um, And like Shelby said before, you probably have seen this if you um, live and breathe on this earth. And I mean, I think that's a good, like, even just to start us off, I I do feel like at least the discussion is happening. Yes. And people in general, of the general public, I think it's hard to tell because I have a very skewed interaction with the general public, um, (laughs) is noticing these things. So I was going to go through here, which is hilarious that I'm going to use Cosmo as... Cosmo has some hard-hitting pieces. A a source of information here. But there is this great article from... um, Cosmo, basically its own little BuzzFeed, of the 14 most sexist moments from the 2016 Olympics so far, because this article was only written when the Olympics were half over. (laughs) Yep. Um, Yep, they were. So there were a few that we'll get to that I kind of want to talk in detail, and um, Polly, if you want to throw any in, but um, a couple examples and then we'll dig in. Uh, there was a, um, Hungarian swimmer who like beat the crap out of a world record in swimming. Um, she won the gold in the 400 meter individual medley and they basically aired it with a split screen of her husband the entire time she was beating this world record and then credited all of her success saying this is an actual quote from an NBC commentator that her husband, who is also her coach, we'll get to that later, um, was the person responsible for her performance. So just hold hold tight to that one for a little bit. Um, I can I I would just like to chime in here. Okay, should we just talk about them as they as we go through them? I think so. Yeah. Okay, go Let's ahead. Do that. So. <laughs> When I was watching this, and not not when commentary was coming, but when I was watching this and I saw how excited her husband was, I thought it was adorable. Yeah. Because I always like seeing the moms or the fiancés or the husbands or whoever getting really excited. And it's, you know, it's usually the moms and the wives. They don't usually do it with men, which is another yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. sexist thing. But... um so I was really excited. I was like, oh, my God, look at how excited her husband is. This is adorable. <laughs> and then they started, like, doing all of the ridiculous, like, it's, you know, giving him far more credit than any other swim coach. Yeah. I mean, was Michael Phelps' coach even mentioned? He was interviewed two to three times after or before races. Okay. That was I it. didn't see that. But yeah, there there was definitely not a split screen of him, which no. would have narrowed your view of Phelps swimming. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think for me, that's like that's what was really frustrating was 
Like, it's super cute, and I enjoy the human interest stories of how people got to where they are and how they've worked hard or, like, whatever. I I enjoy it. You know, we are not not discussing the terrible aspects of general world income inequality or diving deeper into the Olympics in that way. But I like the human interest stories, and, and for me, this, like, so it was cute to see her husband who was super excited and happy for her but he is not the single person responsible for her world record performance no (laughs) and ridiculous it's very unlikely that anyone else was credited with any of michael phelps's records nope so not at all yeah that one uh and even if, like, I don't know, I think I think where you're seeing this, um, like, for me, there there's kind of this line between, like, this is kind of sexist reporting and unintentional, fine, I get it. Like, I think as you're seeing the growth in um, female athletes participating in the games, you're working with commentators that were trained and grew up and have biases and unbeknownst to them or you know whatever and you're just seeing it come out in this way um and so it's just i don't know yeah i don't know it's like it's fine if in an interview she would have said like I have to thank my husband. He's been the best coach. He's gotten me through this. Like, it's fine. And even then, I have some issues as I'm now even saying that. Yeah. But, but like, that's on her. Like, yeah, that's her for, choice. For commentators to just immediately jump to the person responsible for her success was her husband. Is yeah. like where you're seeing this kind of sexist, cringeworthy comments i guess yeah it's pretty ridiculous um okay okay what's number two well number two is um again a lot of these are in swimming and i mean both of us watch the swimming more than most of the other sports and it's just very popular in the u.s in recent years so it's what a lot of people were focusing on as it was for basically a week and a half, the primetime sport that was happening. (laughs) Um, But Katie Ledecky, who is an amazing up-and-coming swimmer, like, obliterated (laughs) um, records. Like, she's crazy. I don't understand how she does it, and it's amazing. But she's continually, by her fellow swimmers, and by commentators compared to men. Like, yeah. oh, well, she swims like a man. I've never seen a female swimmer like that. She's so strong. Like, her times are becoming good for a guy. Yeah. Which, ugh, I don't well, even want to... Can we just get attribute that uh, quote to Ryan Lochte, <sighs> who is, you know, kind we can't. of... And we're not going to... Sh- yeah. Of douchebags. We're not going to go there this episode. I but can't we discuss could. or talk about him anymore. Um... <laughs> But I just, yeah, I think, I mean, this came up with Simone Biles in in, uh, gymnastics as well, that, like, she was being compared a lot to the men. And, like, you're becoming this, like, dynasty figure. You're all around a champion and all of this stuff. And and she had the great quote, which has been everywhere, that she said, she's not the next Usain Bolt. She's not the next Michael Phelps. She's the first Simone Biles. And I think, like... That is what all of the commentators need to really like, <laughs> yeah, take into their hearts and their souls, and also how they do their jobs, yes, and think about what they're saying. Um, there's so frustrating. okay, the next one is the most ridiculous, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They just like we're not gonna hit all 14 of these, but I do want to talk about this next one. Which, um, Corey Cogdell Unrain, who won a bronze medal for women's trap shooting. Okay. I don't know what that is, but that's fine. Um, the Chicago Tribune tweeted, 
wife of a Bears lineman Ugh. wins bronze medal today in Rio Olympics. Oh my gosh, it makes me so mad. And not only that, their original response, and so they have since come out and kind of, apolo- kind of apologized and said, oh, but she's awesome on her own. We get that. However, their first like response when people were like sending off tweets back to them was, well, we're really just trying to hook our Chicago readers. And so we're using the local interest story of the fact that she's married to a Chicago Bears no, player. No, she is the local interest story <laughs> because she's from Chicago. she's also <laughs> from chicago oh my gosh it yeah. drives me batty yeah so the batty. funny one of that people were comparing a lot um saying so michael phelps's fiance was the former miss california yes <laughs> so there's a really hilarious like there's fake headlines going around saying like congrats the fiance of former miss california scoops his 25th medal yep <laughs> which like it sounds ridiculous when you read it. Yep. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. We have one of those articles in the show notes. Um, yeah. It's like, congrats, girl. Fiance of, fine, of former Miss California scoops 25th gold medal. Yeah. It's just like so, so crazy. Um, so there's a handful of others. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's... Uh, there's a bunch of stuff about like commentators and s- talking about people's outfits and clothes. Yeah. And I don't even, I can't even get into that and process it. Um, we'll just continue with all of the swimming <laughs> headlines. <laughs> um, so Dana Volmer um, on team USA swimming, she swam in the free relay and then she also swims butterfly and um she won medals in both events a bronze and a silver and she had a baby 17 months ago why didn't you say that first shelby Uh uh-huh well i would have liked to have not said it at all but it seemed to have been a big focus and not in a positive like that's super awesome like good for her she is an Olympic athlete, and she decided to have a child and also continue training for the job that she does. That's super cool. Um, I'm not entirely sure why newscasters had to continue reminding everyone and being amazed and shocked. Like, oh my gosh, she just had a baby 17 months ago, and here she is swimming? What? So- 17 months ago. Yeah. It's like a year and, and a half. Th- and this is, yeah, like that, it's, that's a substantial amount of time. Like that baby like walks now <laughs> and probably talks. Yeah. Um, I, like, and, she, and, and this isn't the first time I've seen this. I've seen marathon runners, um, like the New oh, York City yeah. Marathon. Um, I forget if it was the winner this year or the year before had had a baby like four months prior. Yes. And they were all up in, you know, arms about talking about that as opposed yeah. to the fact that this woman just won the New York City Marathon, which yeah. is huge. <laughs> and I mean, it's awesome that she's a mom. Like, Yeah, that's it's, cool. It's very cool. It's not surprising to me that someone who is super fit and a professional athlete like that's their job was able to have a child and also continue being a professional athlete like now a human well, interest story where you could freak out about something would be if you were like oh i had a baby and then six <laughs> months later won the new york marathon <laughs> there would be so many surprising things in that human interest story that you could feign shock to all of them but and like I, I don't think i'd be offended <laughs> but like polly has a baby and then returns to job previously yeah and continues to do a good job round of applause good job good I, job i mean that's what it is though that's yeah the, that's the that's the comparable statement yes <laughs> and i just yeah um 
Oh, my goodness. What else? Um, there was one that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Oh, um, when a BBC presenter totally forgot about Serena and Venus Williams. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. So and Andy Murray won an Olympic gold medal in tennis. Yep. And um, John Irvindale, Ir- I think I said that wrong, said, you're the first person to win two Olympic tennis gold medals. That's an extraordinary feat, isn't it? And Murray, who's awesome, and I like him even more now, yeah. replied <laughs> saying, well, to defend the, the singles title, I think Venus and Serena have won about four each. Yeah. It's obviously not an easy thing to do. Um. So, and he looked uh, amazingly disgusted. Like, yeah, uh, he was pissed. I'm not at all the first to do this <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Like, okay, I'm the first male to do that since we do so many stories about how it's the first woman to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, maybe we could be like Andy Murray's the first male tennis player. <laughs> yeah, to and ever. I, yeah, I I really appreciated that, and I read a little bit more into that one, and um. He, wait, and let me look this up. Um, wasn't it that he had uh, switched coaches? Um, and I always get the names of tennis players wrong. Um, yeah, he you had, had Roderick in the notes yeah. earlier because <laughs> he, uh, Andy Roddick, is apparently the only Andy tennis player I am able to comprehend in my brain. Um, but he switched to having a female coach recently within a couple years or something and realized kind of the sexist barriers um, that she had faced and the types of comments and and interview questions that he got versus what she got as his coach and all of this stuff that it really like ignited a fire within him to stand up as a feminist and be speaking out on these issues um, as much as he can. Which is great. So, yeah, I thought that was... But, I mean, come on. Like, I don't I don't pretend to know everything about everything. And hmm. I realize if you're a journalist or a reporter, whatever you'd like to call yourself, you're not going to know everything about everything. But if you are going to be covering tennis, yep. maybe learn about what you're covering. Or don't make definitive statements without looking up definitive facts. Yeah. You could have just been like, whoa, you just defended this title. That's amazing. That's awesome. How do you feel? feel? (laughs) Yeah. There, look, we can do their job. (laughs) Uh, Feel free to call me. I mean, I do have a day job, but I'm happy to... I'll do some freelance work. Ask some super softball questions at the Olympics in 2020. I am happy to ask um, women about things other than um, their being a mother. Or their outfits. Or their outfits, yes. Or their husbands. Um, Well, yeah, or their husbands. Okay. Um, The other kind of big one, and there were several of these. Um, So I think there were actually, I have two conflicting articles that there was actually either four or five marriage proposals at the Rio Olympics. That's insane. Um, And it seems like there was really four, because the fifth was to a couple that had already been engaged, but they had, like, a cute sign that said, like, can we just get married now or something? I don't know. (laughs) I had to stop. I had to stop. So... Anyway, there are about five marriage proposals at the Olympics, and the one that's actually kind of getting the most discussion was between two Chinese athletes. Um, They're both divers, and the guy proposed right as the medal ceremony was ending, as his girlfriend was receiving her silver medal for her individual diving sport, (laughs) Um, and it took her... Um, so she won silver in the three meter springboard and was amazing. Um, but it took her a super awkward long time to say yes. <laughs> and people were like reading into her expression that like she looked pained and like she was kind of pressured because it was in public or something. Um, 
but I have a few comments. <laughs> okay. I do too, but you go first. One. Dude, back off. She just won a medal. This is her time. Do not interrupt her time with something else. Yep. A proposal can be super happy and exciting, and I hope that it most of the time is. (laughs) But, like, why combine all those things into one when you could have separate happy moments later? Yeah. So back off. Um, And even if you, like, shift away from judging them about the decision (laughs) to propose in public or whether or not she wanted to say yes or whether they're really happy and in love, like, even if you back away from all of that, Um, And you think about what the announcer said when all of this happened, which was basically, and this happened at multiple proposals, since there were four to five, um, the announcers were basically like, oh, so-and-so just won the Olympic medal in this sport, and the bigger prize was waiting for her right after. And then they go into the story about them getting engaged. And I mean, I don't... I don't mean to come across as, like, not a romantic or that I don't love my husband. Like, getting to marry my best friend was cool. And it's a total prize. And it's lifelong fun and happiness and blah, 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 whatever. This is, like, versus an Olympic medal, acknowledging everything you've worked for day in and day out for four plus years. So, I'm just really torn on this. If there was, like, something, like... What if I ran for office or was winning this big award? I don't know what these would be, so I don't have examples. But like <laughs> some kind of monumental thing in the type of work I do. And as the like results are being announced or as I'm getting or sworn in. Graduating with your master's. Since or that's something that happens Graduating you. with your master's. And if Mike would have proposed then, I probably would have been like, dude... save it for later like what are you doing (laughs) like i can't take this much emotion at once like i'm (laughs) not gonna remember any of this like it's yeah i just i'm really i'm really torn on the whole issue so i hate public proposals um i told john (laughs) at one point that if he proposed to me in public that i would say no Okay. You were like, you were up front, you set expectations. I appreciate that. Um that being said, I think it's totally up to the couple. Like I've seen really cute YouTube videos of couples getting engaged doing outlandish public things and they're adorable and they warm my heart. Yeah. Um but even if you're pro public proposal, mm-hmm. I'm sure that came across great on the mic. <laughs> pro public sorry everybody we're getting a new one um i don't think this is the time that you do it i I mean unless you've explicitly talked about how awesome it would be to win a medal and then turn around and get proposed to i just think it's probably a bad idea yeah um just with like any major life life event Um, so I, I mean, like I can only off the top of my head think of one, and this is going to be horrible if there were like other (laughs) ones that I should have remembered or known about, uh, to be clear, mine wasn't in public. So that's kind of the main one I should remember. Yeah. But the only one I can think about that like was amazing and like made me tear up (laughs) was, um, they were friends. They weren't okay. Let me. St- they were not friends of ours when this happened, but we had mutual friends. Okay. And um, like we were at the concert. We were at this concert, and it was a Feist concert. It was actually in Columbus, and the guy had figured out and worked with the band and made like made this happen to have the singer of the band help him propose and have her come oh, down at crazy. this concert in Colum- like which is just totally crazy and I don't even know how that worked um but it was amazing like yeah 
it was like their, you know, one of their favorite bands in the town they're from. And like, it was just very cool. But here's, well, it wasn't impacting. It wasn't like something else. It wasn't taking attention away from another like really special. Exactly. Like it was its own special moment. (laughs) Its own special moment. Yes. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I mean like, and that's a whole thing about public proposals. Stop doing it when people are winning freaking medals and announcers stop saying that their biggest prize ever is that somebody wanted to marry them. Like, stop it. Yep. Just stop. I need it. I need it to stop. (laughs) I agree. This has been, it's been hard. It's been hard to watch. (laughs) Um, Okay, again, I think it was, uh, oh my gosh, now I'm blanking. Marley? Yes. On Facebook, um, (laughs) when we mentioned that we were recording tonight, (laughs) made a comment about how the episode would need to be like 18 hours, and she's totally (laughs) right, and I'm realizing like, okay, we need to calm down, because we could talk about this forever. Um, Forever. But... The other kind of big one that I want to talk about that I think gets to some bigger issues that we probably don't have time (laughs) totally to talk about tonight. Um, uh, And again, going back to swimming, obviously my favorite sport. Um, So the first African-American woman Mm -hmm. to win gold Mm -hmm. for the United States in swimming ever the Mm -hmm. first in a very long national history of stereotypes with african-americans and swimming yep um and she is amazing yep uh she broke a world record as well uh i just um the headlines the next day we're all about how, like, um, and her name is uh, another Simone. They're so, they're so amazing. Um, Simone Manuel. Uh, like the headlines the next day because uh, Phelps had Michael Phelps had big races that night too. It was like first African American woman like shares stage with Michael Phelps on his sixth gold of Rio or something. Mm-hmm. Like it was crazy yep and totally insane um so i think it was it was this a san francisco paper and they kind of immediately came out and apologized and whatever but i think that like i am glad that this conversation was so loud this year yes the real test is will we see anything different ever or yeah. at the Winter Olympics or at the next Summer Olympics. Um, I mean, I don't even want to broaden it to in everyday life of everything ever that happens. Oh no, we can't go there. <laughs> I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to keep it narrow to the Olympics. Um, but I just, I it was just like I don't even know what to say. Like I adore michael phelps his faults and history and problems and whatever i'm sure people do not like his cockiness and that's fine you don't have to like michael phelps i happen to like him i like watching him swim it's super inspiring um so this is not at all to diminish the amazing career and amazing year he had in rio however you don't have to mesh these things like nope and also it was kind of old news for him to be winning stuff yeah and there's also a better way i mean first of all give her her own headline yeah like second of all don't what? refer to her as the african-american yeah she also has a name yep it's simone she does. it's simone <laughs> um and i think like i appreciate there's a really great article that i do want to i'll include in the show notes um because in some of her interviews, after winning um, and kind of post-Olympics, she's really been inspirational in kind of taking this time, being in the spotlight, to talk about um, 
racial issues and police brutality and racial stereotypes um, and her role in swimming. And so I just, I mean, for someone so young and so focused (laughs) on training and the Olympics, and I just, I really appreciate um, using that time to kind of help speak for others. Yes, it was awesome. But She's great. It's the yeah. moral of the story. Yeah. Basically, she's great. And that should have been realized and acknowledged up front and not tied in with, like, other stuff. Yeah. Which I think, like, to me is kind of like that. Those headlines that we saw um, really just show, like, that sexism that, whether intentional or not, is mm-hmm. so present and is such, like, that's such a sample of it for people. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's so. nuts. The whole thing was crazy. It's so Hopefully crazy. Hopefully we learn from it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like, do you think there are ways, I don't know, and obviously, like, <laughs> no one should be coming to our podcast for super deep uh, <laughs> academic research or, <laughs> like historical uh, context for these things, but I just wonder and hope, I guess, both of those things. That, like, there's ways that in your everyday, no matter what your work is or your not work, whatever it is that you do, your hobbies with your friends, like, if there are easy ways to kind of acknowledge when sexist Mm -hmm. comments are made and not in a defensive way, not in a super accusatory way, but just like, oh, hey, if you think about changing your frame of reference or, you know, um, like, yeah, not the Chicago Bears lineman's wife, but like, give her name, which I'm now totally blanking on right now, which makes me horrible. Um, (laughs) But so sexist, Shelby. I know. I I would say it's Simone, but I know that it's not. I mean... (laughs) The chances of this Olympics are pretty good. Um, True. I'm going to find it. But yeah, I just think, I don't know. There's got to be little things that uh, Corey, her name is Corey. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Um, Just little things that you can do. I mean, I think Andy Murray was a great example of, he didn't make a big deal about it. He wasn't like berating the reporter. He just had a very quick, polite correction. He was like, okay, this isn't how this is. Yeah. Actually, here's who has done this before. Or, you know, actually, here's who should be credited. Here's who was responsible. Here's who did this section of the project. Or here, you know, like, Sarah had the idea for this, and we want to acknowledge that and not just kind of sweep that into something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I'm talking about like why just can't people be better? (laughs) I know, just be better people. (laughs) Yeah, it's not that hard. Okay, all Olympics commentators. Today is officially the first day without the Olympics. You have four years. I'm going to even give you till the next Summer Olympics. Figure your shit out. Yeah, do better. It's not that hard. It's really not. I mean, if you prepare and have notes and stuff, it's even better. Yeah, just like our podcast. <laughs> Let's not compare it to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We're going to lose a lot of the moral high ground here pretty soon. <laughs> um, okay. We're, oh, my God. Anything else about the Olympics, Polly? I feel that I have discussed as much as I can discuss without losing my temper. <laughs> okay. Seems like a good place to stop and a pretty distinct line. (laughs) Um, What else is going on? I. Oh my gosh. What have you been doing? Um, Well, obviously unpacking. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But otherwise, I can't remember if we talked about it two weeks ago. My mom and I watched through the series Great. Grace and Frankie, Frankie and Grace mm-hmm. on Netflix. Um, it's with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, and it's amazing. 
be careful of who you watch it with. I'm not sure the humor will be for everyone. <laughs> um, but we really enjoyed it. We watched it some. But cool. I've also been going through Casual. I don't know this show. So it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. And I believe... Let me see here. I think we're it's in the second season right now. Okay. Um... Yes, I think, yeah, it's totally in the second season right now. Um, Fred Savage is one of the directors, as well as Jason Reitman. Um, Interesting. Other writers and stuff, but Fred Savage is obviously like the most well-known name of these people for us. <laughs> um, and it is about um, uh, adult brother and sister pair um, so Michaela Watkins is a newly divorced single mom. She ends up living with her brother, um, who's played by Tommy Dewey, and I adore him. Um, and then she has a teenage high school daughter. Oh, and okay. so she's newly divorced, living with her brother and her teenage daughter. And it's just kind of, again, be careful of who you watch for. There are... <laughs> Warnings, it is for mature audiences, mature audiences only. <laughs> um, but it goes through kind of the all three of them really, their dating lives, and the whole premise is that like people are trying to encourage her not to jump into another long term relationship, but to just be online dating, looking for something casual, and go from there. And um, okay. it's just it's just really well done. It feels very honest when you're watching it. Um, it's awkward and some it, like it makes me cringe and it makes me feel for them. And they're nice short little episodes on Hulu. So I've been cool. I've been digging it. Nice. That sounds yeah. fun. Yeah. Have you been watching anything new? Um. So we well, first of all, Bachelor in Paradise. Um, I was going to ask you about this. I made it 15 minutes into the first episode and I haven't been able to go back. Why? It is amazing. It is so good. I think that I honestly, I think the problem is that I was trying to multitask. And so I was like, oh, I'll just throw Bachelor in Paradise on while I like unpack. And then I found myself sitting there the entire time for those 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, I got to turn this off. This is going to spiral. Here's what's so great about Bachelor in Paradise is that it drops all of the pretentiousness that The Bachelor and The Bachelorette has. And it just lets itself be as ridiculous as it actually is. Yeah. And it makes it so much more fun and, like, enjoyable to watch because it's, like... (laughs) They just know, like, they're just being who they are, and it's it's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> All right. Well, John even found, I John was even sitting on the couch laughing at parts of it. So, Whoa. you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so I've been watching that. <laughs> okay. okay. And then we talked about it on the last podcast that you started uh, Night Of, an HBO yes. show. Yeah. So John and I started watching that and are really, really enjoying it. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah. I I feel like that um, maybe we'll talk more in depth. I think there's only a couple episodes left. There's only eight episodes and the eighth just aired. Okay, so it's over. Yep. <laughs> okay. It Oh, it aired last night, so I still need to watch it. But Yeah. Um, well, maybe sometime when you catch up. <laughs> yep. Um, we should definitely talk about it more because I think it's, it's very good and has lots and lots of big, important cultural themes, yes. <laughs> to say the least. For sure. Um, awesome. Well, cool. girl, you need to go pack cause you're going to Sweden. I do. I need to go change my laundry cause of course I am doing laundry the night before I leave for Sweden. <laughs> Um, and I hope you have a super fun time and yeah. Um, anyone out there as always, you can talk to us online, hashtag likely story. Um, use that on Twitter. You can find us at Shelby Elizabeth or Polly Ann K. We are on Instagram and that's at likely story show. As soon as I remember the password, cause I got <laughs> logged out and I'm kind of screwed. Um, 
So find us there. We're going to put a bunch of these articles and the tableau that Polly talked about on our show notes, which the correct version is sunriserobot.net slash likely story slash 39. Thank you to our Patreon sponsors, Benji, Carolyn, and Joan. You guys keep the lights on and getting me a new mic. So, <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thanks all. See you soon. Bye. Bye.